your voice, whatever it sounds like, whatever you look like, whatever you present as, whatever you identify with, you know, your voice is your voice. And there's someone out there, maybe many someone's who need to hear it. So what really stands between you and doing that is not having the right voice or the right message or the right way of saying things. It's really tapping into and getting clear on what your message is that moves you and being able to clarify that and then get courageous in sharing it. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 581. Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And as always, I am thrilled to introduce another spectacular guest to your listening ears. And today we have Adria Decor, who is a message clarity coach and copywriter. And I have to tell you, listeners, we have already had a blast talking for what, 15 minutes? And I was afraid to let any more of those golden nuggets go unrecorded. So we're just going to jump in. And I'm sure you'll hear some of what we were already talking about, because I think it is important for you to hear. But before we go any further, Adria, I want to so much, oh my gosh, see, pardon the poor grammar, so much thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Positive productivity, where we make up our own usage of grammar. I want to thank you so much for coming on here today and for what you're doing in the world, because there are so many people who are trying to be somebody else in general. And so when it even comes to their message, They don't even know what to write because they don't even know who you are. So thank you for helping make that part easier. But with that, I'd love for you to just dive in and introduce yourself a little bit better and share with the listeners how you got to where you are today. Yes. Well, thank you, Kim, for that lead into this. And and I want to say... That, that it's kind of perfect, actually, with, you know, words and making things up and not being perfect around language, because the area that I end up dealing in a lot of time is like words and language. And a lot of times people can get really stuck in that of like, am I doing it perfect, rather than am I connecting with people? And so so I think that's a great way to start this off, first of all. So I, like Kim mentioned, I'm a message clarity coach and copywriter. And my work in the world is to help business owners, especially those building their business online, in that online space, especially service-based businesses, to get clear on what it is they're saying. (laughs) So what is it that they really care about? How do they put their mission into words that, that move them, that move others? And how do they do the work that's in alignment for them and then communicate in a way that other people really see the value and join that mission? And a lot of that comes back to how are you showing up as you and how are you helping your people feel seen? And, and I think that this is such a, like, I love having this conversation on your show, especially because what I've found is that a lot of times when we do this work, 
it makes everything like like it brings ease. <laughs> it makes everything actually work smoother. Mm-hmm. And you kind of feel better while you're doing it because you're doing things that are in alignment. You're saying things you can feel confident saying and that like on a deeper level resonate with you. They resonate with other people. So they're moving them to action, whether that's to work with you or whether that's to, you know, join in on what you're doing or you know, whatever that action is that you want them to take. And so, yeah, it's this that great collision of all those pieces. Listeners, I just want to warn you, and this is a good warning, that Adria is also a podcast host. And have you found that when you have podcast hosts on your show, that the show just goes a little bit differently? Adria? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. yes. There's I so always much find more like- back and forth. Yes, I know. It's always so fun when you interview other people who have podcasts because because it's like we're yeah, it's like we're okay. We're both going to lead this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't care. You can take over the positive productivity podcast for this episode. But I would love to know with your work with your clients, have you ever found that? Okay, I'm staging this because I know what the answer would be for myself. But I was afraid to put out the messaging that I knew that needed to go out because I was afraid of being judged. Like, for example, I I was admitted to the mental hospital in 2008 because of sleep deprivation and because of not Mm -hmm. taking care of myself. And I was afraid of letting people know that because I didn't want them to just assume, oh, she's crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I mean, I am. But I'm not, you know, that's not why I was in the mental hospital. It was due to a lack of self-care. But I went for the longest time without being real about that. And I went for the longest time without talking about how I was suicidal due to my business and lack of self-care again. Two times, people. I think I've got it down now. Don't sacrifice self-care. But I was afraid of saying anything because I didn't want people to think, oh, my gosh, she's just a wreck. I'm not a wreck. I mean, and that's really the message that I want to get across to my listeners is stop sacrificing sleep to earn another dollar. It's not worth it. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love, I love you bringing that up because it literally was something I was just talking about maybe an hour ago on a call in my group program that I lead (laughs) that this idea where a lot of times the things that we are the most scared to share because we're worried about judgment end up being the things that people connect with the most. Mm-hmm. Like they, they end up being the things that create a shift for someone else and normalize that feeling in them. So a lot of times what I will invite my people to do is, is to look at what is it that about, you know, your niche, your area, the thing you're supporting in that. Like if you deeply know your people, which is really important for connected marketing and messaging, if you deeply know your people and you know what they're struggling with and what they're going through and what they're feeling, then what is it about their experience in the world that they feel like they're the only one who feels that or they feel like if they shared it, it would be so vulnerable and so scary and they're feeling really alone in it. And how can you start talking about that? Because it normalizes it. Like, I feel like that's one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give, like what you just shared to be able to share that with your people. And, and it kind of like what, in my experience, what I found is it kind of opens things up and creates a deeper sense of connection. Because if we want to build a no like, and trust factor, then we really have to start by trusting our people. Absolutely. Now I'm going to tell you this because I'm setting you up for a question. So 
you can be a little bit scared. (laughs) But the whole mental hospital and suicide was not the scariest thing that I ever shared with my community. My faith, my religion is very important to me now. But I did, before I found my faith, I cheated on my ex-husband. And that was probably the scariest thing that I ever shared because I didn't want to be judged. But in full Mm. disclosure, I mean, we should have never gotten married. Listeners, if I don't think I've ever even shared before, but we got married because I was pregnant. And and we got divorced because it was an emotionally and physically abusive marriage. Me emotional, me my kids physical. And I was even scared to share that because I didn't want to be sued for slander. I don't even know what the definition of slander is. I just know it's when people, you know, don't like what you're saying about them. You can school me on the show notes page, listeners. Tell me what slander means. PP581, the Kim Sutton PP581. But I didn't want to share anything because I didn't, you know, I didn't want backlash. Mm -hmm. But what is the most scary thing that you've ever shared with your community and how did it impact the trajectory of your business? Mm. Oh, my goodness. That's such a good question. Mm. So the first thing that okay so there's a couple of things that come to mind <laughs> one is and maybe it's not as scary so I'll share something that feels scarier after this but one of the conversations I've been having a lot lately have been around being an introvert and being shy and feeling like honestly feeling scared to speak up about a lot of things <laughs> And so I'm really glad we're having this conversation because it can feel like the stakes are really, really high. And sometimes it can feel dangerous. Like sometimes it can be dangerous. Oh my gosh, I could give you a big hug just for saying that. I'm an introvert (laughs) as well. I spoke up for something on my 40th birthday, which was just a few months ago, and I got death threats. Mm. But I have to tell you, it fueled me to take it even further. I was like, okay, usually... And I've been reading a lot about bullying. It's not an issue with you. It's an issue with the bully. You know, you mm-hmm. triggered something with them. Right. Sorry. I, right. I'm right. weirdly interrupted. Yeah. I'm an introvert, no. but I interrupt. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. I, that could be a whole other conversation because I feel like like I'm I'm naturally shy and an introvert who is sometimes more extroverted, but mostly introverted, especially lately. But like... I'm not quiet. <laughs> if you know me, I'm like not quiet. So it's, yeah. So it's like, what does it look like if you are shy, but not quiet <laughs> and you want to use your voice, but you feel uncomfortable too. So and isn't yeah. it interesting that it's we're podcast hosts because I mean, you right. listeners, you didn't even see the, or hear the Kim before we push record. I mean, I was going blah, 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 and I feel still feel like I'm going like that. And I'm like, I'm only on one cup of coffee for today. And I was trying to explain (laughs) to Adria that I don't know where all this energy came from. And I promise I'm not taking anything because I really am not. But then I was like, oh, I took a shower, a much needed one. And that was totally a TMI to both you before the show and now. But there's this (laughs) funny, like, is it irony? I'm not the copywriter. You've got to use your word magic. But (laughs) it just feels funny sometimes that I you put me in a room with a whole bunch right. of people and I don't know what to say, but right. you put me on the podcast and you can't shut me up. Right. And, and for anyone who's like, Adria, you didn't share your scary story. I will in a moment. <laughs> no, it's coming, but, but I, um, I think that's so interesting. Right. And I, 
And I, I've been doing, I've done a couple episodes about this recently on my show too, over at Unforgettable, in case anyone wants to go listen to the, the deeper conversation around that. But like this medium of podcasting is really intimate. And so when we're recording episodes, it is like more, it's easier to just, if you're an introvert and, or if you're shy and you're talking about things that matter to you, like it's easier to be more you and to be more expressive and more loud or being whatever the, you know, thing you are when you're with your people you're comfortable with. Cause it's like that intimate. So it's kind of like finding what medium is right for you that to express yourself in, you know? And then I think that really connects back also to this idea that when you are clear on your message, when you have this like deep sense of like what it is you're standing for in your business, how to talk about that, the value you bring to the world, how this all ties together, when you have that like knowing and clarity and it feels just not messy anymore and it kind of is just like like locked in like that, then a lot more confidence in comes in expressing it. Like I just really feel like that's a huge piece in, especially if you're shy or introverted in being able to feel more confident, it like clarity and confidence are so interconnected in that way. Absolutely. So I just want to say that. <laughs> I am not letting you off the hook, by the way, with the scariest share. Yeah. <laughs> but do you listen to podcasts? I've met a surprising number of podcaster, podcasters who do not listen to podcasts. Do you? Yes, I do. So I started my podcast, I think, a little over four years ago, and my first podcast. And I for probably five years before that, I was like a podcast junkie. Like I loved the whole medium. I listened to podcasts and I had certain ones in particular that I felt really connected to the host. Like I really felt like I had this deep relationship, even though they didn't know who I was. (laughs) And so I just felt this sense of like, I want to create that. Like I want to create this thing where I build a relationship with people and I share things that matter to them and to me. And I use my voice and I create, you know, just connection and and voice like are huge things for me. So so yeah, I dreamed about it for like 5 years before I finally bit the bullet and created one and and now I'm on the for the last 3 or 4 year 4 years, something like that. I've been on the second my current show has been going. So uh yeah, and I still do listen to podcasts. I also love audiobooks. I just like I like audio cuz I love to be able to do stuff. While it, like it, I'm like a okay, so you can do you stuff while you're listening. Yeah, like I for feel me, bad for people who can't. Yeah, well, I think that that I think that people learn different ways, and so for me, I'm I guess maybe a kinesthetic learner. Maybe that's what you would call it. Where if I'm doing something physically while I'm listening to something, I retain it. So in in like college and things like that, like it would be taking notes. Right. Uh But if I just listen and I'm not doing something physically, I have a really hard time capturing anything that's being said. So it's hard for me to like watch a video. Um, it does, but it just also just doesn't absorb the same way for Mm me. So podcasts are great for me in that way. And then I also just like the long formness. (laughs) I love solo episodes. A lot of my show is solo episodes. Just like that connection that gets built. And then interviews are like fabulous too because then you meet new awesome people, especially if they have a podcast and then you follow them back. And like that's how I feel like I've found a lot of the shows that I've listened to over the years, building those relationships. Absolutely. Well, listeners, make sure before you stop listening to this episode that you go over, subscribe, rate, and review Unforgettable, Adria's podcast. But I 
I want to ask, have you ever listened to uh, Jenna Kutcher? Yes, I have. Okay, I love, I was listening, I just subscribed last week. I've been following her for years, but I can't believe that I just subscribed. And I started just laughing out loud last week when I was listening, and she was doing an Ask Jenna Anything episode. I might have to do an Ask Him episode. (laughs) Thank you for the idea, Jenna. But somebody asked her, what do you wear during the week? And she says, to be totally honest, I may wear real clothes once a week. And the rest of the week, I'm wearing t-shirts and yoga pants. And I may or may not be wearing underwear. And I just started laughing. I was like, there is how to be real. Like, <laughs> I mean, and she will record her podcast and she discloses it from her bed with her dogs on her lap. I'm like, mm. I love that she's doing it how it feels comfortable to her. But the, oh, I remember why I was going into that now. She's also an introvert. But who would have known? I mean, she full out wow. admitted that the ideal vacation to her looks like getting a hotel room and sleeping for a whole week. And I have told that to my husband numerous times. And I've said, and actually, I don't want you there. I just want to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> it just sounds so good. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. Our perception of people versus the reality. And and I think a lot of times we start to think that we have to look the same way someone else looks. I know we had a little conversation about this offline or off the air. Yeah. Where we like someone might see Jenna Kutcher and how she presents and how active she is on social media and how many, you know, all her podcast episodes and everything and, and feel like, okay, so I need to be how they're perceiving her, you know, mm-hmm. or like extroverted, or I need to be more loud or more vocal, or she's like a great example of someone who I think is a little bit more of a disruptor personality of like, you know, saying things. I love what she shares around body image. Like that's one of my like favorite topics myself, mm-hmm. but we feel like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to look like or be. And then if we're not, then we start to like, feel like, okay, well maybe there's something wrong with me or no one would really care what I have to say or like everyone else is kind of a little bit like the space is so noisy. I don't think anyone will hear me or like all these little things start to come up, you know, and then they stop us from putting it out there or they stop us from like taking the time to get the clarity on what we're saying and who it is we're connecting with when really those are the things that would make our voice more powerful. Like we really need a lot. We, we need more voices out there that in this whole range of what our voices are that are creating ripple effects in the world that are sharing, you know, our businesses, our missions, the things that we're here to do in a way that's really clear and that is solid and, you know, gets heard because more of that stuff comes to light then. Absolutely. I love, I agree with you. The whole body image thing with Jenna I completely agree. And I think that was actually part of why I was surprised when she admitted that she was an introvert. I don't mean to make this the Jenna show. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but I was like, wow, you're you're posting pictures of yourself in your underwear on Instagram to 800,000 followers. You've got to be an extrovert. But it's totally not the case. And- right, right. Totally. And I think like things like that, it's less about being an extrovert or introvert or shy or not shy. And it's more about being committed to your message. Like I have this mantra that I have my clients 
in my groups do. And it is my mission is greater than my discomfort. So when you are really tapped into what your message is here that you're here to share, then like that is so much stronger. Like for me, I can remember back, I was <laughs> when the man who would become my husband, my ex-husband now, when he proposed to me back like almost 20 years ago, like I had all these like, you know, joyful thoughts that like, went through my head, you know, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, sharing my life with him and this ring and oh, the white dress and like all these little things. And then when I started to visualize walking down the aisle and having everyone kind of turn their heads and look at me, I literally had this like feeling of panic inside and I just, I couldn't do it. And so I ended up not having a real wedding. So we got married with just like our parents, my sister in the room and like that was all. And so that's just like what I think about when I think about like this idea of using our voice, because if you kind of fast forward from that point about 10 years later, when I was delivering my first talk and, you know, feeling all the nerves and all the emotion, but I had a message to share. And I remember looking out into the audience and my eyes locking with one specific woman that was in the room and seeing that there were tears in the corners of her eyes, like seeing that she had tears in her eyes. And that as I was speaking, I just kept speaking to her and I could see like things shifting. Like, you know, like that moment where sometimes you're like looking at someone and you can just see something shifting. And, and that was a moment where I really realized that my mission was greater than my discomfort, that I was up there, not for me. I was up there for her. I was up there for the other people who needed to hear what I had to say and taking it back to what you were saying about, you know, Jenna Kutcher sharing body image pictures, sharing pictures of her like in a bathing suit and, and kind of normalizing this whole like how we feel about our body. And, you know, I think that it, what that comes down to for all of us, whether we're extroverts or introverts or shy or outgoing, it's about courage, that it's more about how can you find things that matter to you to say, that move you, that move others, and how you, can you be courageous about putting them out there? And, and really, that's the most important piece. Wow. Okay, everything yeah. that you just said is so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to share with you that I felt the same way about walking down the aisle. But I didn't really, really? have a choice but to do it in front of... I mean, it wasn't huge, compared to some weddings that I've seen, but it was still 50 people. And I was so scared to walk down the aisle with my first husband. But all of a sudden, the music comes on. Sorry to take away from all the awesome brilliance that you just shared. All of a sudden, <laughs> the, the music comes on. I'm walking up the aisle and I realized I've got gum in my mouth. I forgot to take the gum out of my <laughs> mouth. What the heck am I going to do? So I have the gum in my mouth all the way up to communion. We got married in a Catholic church and the people are bringing up the gifts. And I whispered to the priest, I'm like, I have gum in my mouth. He's like, what? I have gum in my mouth. He's like, give it to me. And he snaps a leaf off the plant behind him and gives it. To, and oh he put, we put the gum in there and he stuck it in his pocket. And after the service was over, I saw him trying to get the gum out of his pocket because it had gotten stuck to the lining of his pants. Uh, 
But that was how I got through. Like, (laughs) I got through the fear of being in front of all those people because I was more concerned about the gum in my mouth. (laughs) I love this. This is like this is like the whole message that I was sharing in a very microcosm type of way (laughs) of like like just anything you know like anything can take the weight like the heaviness away from the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Absolutely. So what is the mission? And I, I know what you do for work, but what is the mission of your podcast? Oh, yes. Okay. So, well, first of all, maybe before I share the mission of my podcast, maybe I'll briefly share my scary things so that if anyone, oh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's still like waiting and then like distracted, <laughs> we would probably get like comments we never heard the scary yeah where is it (laughs) so I would say for me that the and I honestly think that this is still something that's scary for me and I think there's I feel like as I'm saying this it's like so many little things come up for me that I'm like oh yeah that and that and that because I honestly think that I'm someone who like my nature is to be worried about things. And I feel like my whole life has been about being courageous. <laughs> like, like so many things I have to be courageous with. I've been building this muscle for a long time because I have so many fears. Um, it's part of why I called. Well, I guess everything I've been talking about is why I called my mastermind, the courageous messenger mastermind and like, you know, what it means to be courageous. But I would say that there, so there's a couple of things. One, I feel like for me, divorce feels like sort of a little bit of a hot topic around, like, I feel like we still have a lot of stigma attached to it. And I was in my, my relationship with my ex-husband for 16 years. And, you know, when, when we got divorced, it was, I was like 32. So it was literally half my life. So it still feels like a really vulnerable area for me because I feel like it's, sometimes I'm a little bit, I dance around saying it until I know it's safe to talk about, which I probably, like my edge is probably to get more comfortable with saying it no matter what, <laughs> talking about it, talking about my lessons and not worried about it creating a stigma around me because I feel like I'm someone who who relationships are so important And I focus on them and I talk about connection. And I honestly think I had a good relationship. There were just pieces that we needed to grow separately on, you know. So, so yeah, so I feel like leery of talking about that topic, but I also want to interject it more. And on my podcast, I talk about it. I share things. But I think that it would be something for me to lean into sharing more about. But I would say, okay, to get like a little bit uncomfortable, I would say that my scary, the thing that has been most scary for me to share, honestly, has been around veganism. So I was veganism. I became veg- veganism. Yeah, vegan, being really? vegan, and not being vegan anymore. So I went vegetarian maybe about fifteen years ago, maybe more, something like that. And so I was plant based for a really long time, and I was vegan for six years. And my first business, my first real business online was in the vegan community. And so like I've over the last four or five years, like I've been in this space of wanting to uh, not wanting to have rules for myself. Like it's been like, I'm, I'm such a natural perfectionist and I've been peeling back the layers of like, what rules am I making for myself? What things am I 
how am I saying that this is what you have to do to be perfect or to be right in the world? And so in my embracing my body and embracing, you know, my voice, embracing how I'm showing up, it it felt really important to me. I felt like I was going by other people's rules of what it meant to be vegan or what it meant Mm -hmm. to do it right or what it meant to like a label. It felt like it's starting to feel like a label to me where in the beginning that was a positive thing because it's a beautiful community. But I was like feeling that, but I felt such shame. And I think if someone hasn't had this experience, it's harder to like understand how emotional it is. But I interviewed someone, I interviewed Alexander Jameson on my podcast, um, I think back in episode 80 something, I think uh, a while back last year. And I remember she is someone who, when she came out as not vegan anymore, she got death threats. And like you were talking earlier, she got death threats a lot because she was very, she was a vegan expert. She had a huge following. Yeah. And so it was like a really violent response. She also got a a lot of response from people who was positive and it was really helpful for them. But, but yes. So for me to publicly talk about that felt really scary. And honestly, right now it feels scary. (laughs) And I've talked about it on my podcast and on Instagram, but it still feels uncomfortable. And it's not even that like, and I don't even want to qualify. Like I was going to say, it's not even like my, my diet is still very similar, but I don't even want to say that because then that gives me, that makes me feel like I'm saying things because I'm supposed to say them. Oh my goodness. But yeah. So yeah. So for me to like, like I'm in a space right now where I just don't want to label myself and I, like I'm unlabeled is how I think of myself and that I don't want to follow rules that I'm supposed to follow. I want to do what feels good in that moment. And so, you know, mostly what I eat is plant-based, but I want to don't want to feel like I have rules. And that's been something that felt really important for me, but it feels really uncomfortable to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're putting yourself out there, I just want to share that I've been holding back on talking about, okay, there's a religion that I don't consider a religion and you have to pay to move up the ranks and listeners. I'm not going to say the name because I don't need to hit SEO for that reason. But they don't like people talking about their, quote, religion in a bad way. And Adria, if you know which religion I'm talking about and you belong to it, please forgive me. But I just don't want to get death threats because of it. And I've heard that they do. My religion is very important to me. And I just don't see how the the two can be compared as religions. Mm. Listeners, Mm -hmm. if you're curious which religion I'm talking about, you can private message me but I will not be putting it on my site. But I've actually, I, to go along with that, like a scary side for me has been to let go of some friends who belong to that religion because I was afraid of them realizing that I had unconnected with them across social media. And if they asked, what would I actually say? And that that becomes, that's the basis of a lot of my fear is just being honest in conversation with people on a one-on-one basis. I have an easier time bearing my soul and telling the truth on the podcast and standing up for myself on the podcast than I often do in real life one-on-one conversations. Mm-hmm. I really resonate with that. <laughs> I mean, just setting boundaries. I can The listeners have heard over and over again that we have to have boundaries and then I'm working on it. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, my boundaries still waver a lot more than they should, than is healthy. But that word no 
I think that's the hardest word for me to say is no, no, mm-hmm. it, yes, like slips out before I even know what I'm doing. I was joking yeah. last week that I, I need like a, I don't even know if they're still around, invisible fences for dogs. <laughs> I haven't seen one in ages, but I almost need like one of those shock collars to warn me every time I'm going to open up my mouth. Think about what you're saying. Are you giving up time you don't have? Just mm. think about it. But yeah. yeah. And I forgot, did I interrupt you before we got to the I don't think so. No. Podcast? no. Oh, yes, you're right. That was a question, a hanging question. Okay. I told you 18 <laughs> questions. And I can't believe I ever. <laughs> yes, so I can answer that. So the purpose behind my podcast. So my podcast is called Unforgettable. And it is essentially a space, like I think of it as a space where women who are building a personal brand online and needing to market and message and who have a business that has a mission behind it. So there's a purpose behind what they're doing. They have a mission in the world, the place that they can come to get support around like these conversations we're having, like normalizing feelings they have, um, having compassion for their voice, um, figure out how to start being showing up as their real self online so that their people can connect with them, figuring out how to kind of position their work in the broader context of everything, like why their work matters, what makes them special about the work they do, how do they um, start to connect with their people so that they can call in their people from this space of resonance and the space of feeling aligned in what they're saying and what they're doing so it isn't draining <laughs> and so that it's lighting them up and it's and it's like moving other people and people are kind of getting behind their mission and and so that they're also calling in that next level of the impact they're having in the world too. So it's it's a space where we kind of have all these different conversations that help them to be using the voice and to be like on the practical level, kind of getting clarity on what it is they're saying and how to say it in a way that people listen up more too. I love that. Yeah. I feel like women really do need more of a push. I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but we need to step into our confidence a little bit more. I was watching a TED Talk last night or the night before about a woman who for years was an actor playing male roles. And one night she was going to an opening at a museum, I think the Whitney Museum, and she decided to wear one of her male costumes. And she realized that the way that she was treated was quite differently as a man than than mm-hmm. as a woman. And now she leads workshops teaching, you know, guiding women through a day of being a man and guiding men through a day of being a woman. Woman? Wow. I, I think that came out wrong. But the the eye-opening experiences that come out of both sides, like I had never thought about it before. I was like, whoa, you know, that, what would it be like walking through the grocery if I were a man versus a woman? Right. Yeah. Tape up my boobs really good. But, you know, how would people look at me if I weren't a woman? Right. And would you walk in a way where you weren't apologizing for the space you're taking up or or where you were? Yeah. Like, how would you how would you move differently? Like noticing yeah, all these things are so interesting, especially since since I work primarily with women and I I run a mastermind, which is like really small and intimate. 
that is women and it's like the underpinnings of this work is women's leadership. But it's always just so fascinating to me and also so important for us to even recognize, like we don't even notice a lot of these things in the way we move through the world and how how this kind of conditioning that we've had since growing up in this society, that how it affects how we're using our voice or not using our voice and how it affects how we're talking about our work and sharing the value we provide and being kind of grounded and confident while we're doing it versus apologizing for it or versus like lessening it or yeah, it's like so all intertwined (laughs) and, and complex and, and just like almost invisible inside of us sometimes. Absolutely. I just got a little bit of South Park in my head. Blame Canada. Sorry to our Canadian (laughs) listeners. But for the I'm Canadian, time, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry to you too. But I think you understand when I get to my point. I grew up in Rochester, New York, so not far from Canada. And I'm a recovering I'm sorryist. Mm-hmm. I've started saying yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But I still need to get the I'm sorry's. You know, I need to wash them completely out. But I started thinking just now of, let's just say I took my three youngest to the grocery and they were acting out. I would feel really bad and I would probably apologize to people around me. You know, sorry that my kids just ran in front of you. But if my husband had taken them and the kids ran in front of them, okay, my husband would just grunt. But he wouldn't feel the need to say sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you say sorry too much? And we don't need to blame it on Canada. Well, maybe I do because I might blame it on Canada because my mother, like we have a thing, like I, she says sorry so much. And I know it is Canadian. It is from, (laughs) I mean, my mom's Canadian. I'm Canadian. Yeah. She says it a lot. And so I have since, honestly, since I was a kid, I've been hyper aware of those words and I'm hyper aware when my mom uses them. And I often say something probably not as nice as I should. Like, mom, you don't need to say that. (laughs) Like, yeah, I have my own sorry audit going on for myself of like, how do I shift those words in my language? How do I, instead of saying sorry about something, unless it's something I really should be apologizing for, <laughs> like I've done something wrong, you know, how do I shift that and say like, thank you for your patience or, Absolutely. you know, like, like how can I shift it a little bit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just been exactly that example that you just gave. Thank you for your patience instead of I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. Because I I know I'm sorry, but but do I really need to apologize? That's just become a thing in the last six months for me. It's like, I don't need to say I'm sorry. I was over here laughing, though, when you were saying that your mom said it too much. Okay, I'm not going to say the word because I don't want to have to put an E before this episode. (laughs) Heaven help me if my mother is listening to this episode. But my mom would say S-H-I-T constantly. And my mm. sister and I would joke that there should have been a dictionary for the 500 different definitions of that word. And that did not carry me or carry with me into adulthood. Thank goodness. Or else my kids would be running around saying it all the time. But it's just interesting <laughs> what what carries on, what doesn't carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I would love to know, what's your one goal for your business and brand right now that if achieved would make you happy for the rest of your life? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would say it would be to 
Cool. I guess my mission, which is my mission is around supporting the voices of women who have something really important to say that ties back to their business. So I guess the goal that would like just make me happy forever would be like reaching, I don't have a number specifically, but being able to create shifts for like a specific number of, of women um, where they were using their voices. Cause I think of, I mean, I think a lot of our businesses are this way if we're helping somebody service-based, but but I think of my business as like this platform where I can exponentially make an impact because each of the women that I'm supporting in my masterminds is getting clear on her message and taking it out into the world and courageously sharing it and getting seen and making that impact. And it's like, it's like this web that like I'm making an impact through the people that I'm working with. So I would say, yeah. So I don't know if that's a thousand women, if it's a million women, I don't know. My, I guess my podcast would have like a bigger reach, but yeah. It's exactly as many women as it needs to be. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need a number, but, but it's just that idea. Yeah. Adria, I have loved every second of this conversation and I want to bring you back for a part two if you're up to it, because I don't even think that we've begun to scratch the surface of what you do and some of the vital copywriting components that I'm going to point the finger at women that we forget about. Mm, So I'd love to have you back for a part two where we can dive in a little bit deeper to the business side of things. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Where can listeners find you online, connect and get to know more about you? Yes. Okay. So, so I would say that one of the first things that I think would be powerful for listeners if you're feeling like, okay, <laughs> like I'm resonating with this. I really want to kind of uncover my own marketing message or my message that I'm sharing and claim what I'm known for, put it into words that connect with my people, move them to action. The first place would be is to download my free message clarity kit. So you can grab that over at messageclaritykit.com. That's a five-step roadmap to do that to put into action a lot of the things we've been talking about so that you can kind of step into your voice more and have that courage and, and all these conversation pieces we've dived into. And then my favorite place to be on the internet to connect with people is Instagram. My handle is Adria DeCourt. And yeah, I would love if anyone like had a question or an insight or anything from this, I am happy to connect with people. If you want to DM me or just comment on a post over there, I love connecting. And then definitely my podcast, Unforgettable. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, your podcast app, wherever you listen to podcasts. Definitely go and take a listen to that show because yeah, that's, that's my baby. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. So listeners, if you are working out, if you're driving, if you're trying not to burn dinner, all those fabulous links will be in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP581. Adria, I just want to thank you so much again. You've given me so much to think about, and I know you've given the listeners a lot to think about. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with me and for continuing to be, to practice this you know, being real, showing up real with your community too, being a role model for that. Thank you so much for that as well. I would love to know if you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners. Yes. So the parting piece of advice or words of wisdom that I would give is, is that your voice 
whatever it sounds like, whatever you look like, whatever you present as, whatever you identify with, you know, your voice is your voice. And there's someone out there, maybe many someone's who need to hear it. So what really stands between you and doing that is not having the right voice or the right message or the right way of saying things. It's really tapping into and getting clear on what your message is that moves you and being able to clarify that and then get courageous in sharing it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 